This is exactly right. Oh, Kurt, I'm going to go first. I love this. Look at this. We're switching it up, flipping the script. I know. This is a true 1% moment for us. <laughs> Bouncing on one leg for 10 seconds may predict likelihood of living or dying. <laughs> oh, no. We're, I'm going to find. We'll all find out whether we live or die today <laughs> on a very funny bananas. Well, guys, gals, non-binary pals, gentle thems, welcome to Bananas, the silliest little podcast there ever was. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. And I am Kurt Brownoler, refusing the moniker of Banana Boy number one. Or maybe I'm Banana Boy number three, and really the true Banana Boy number one is Charlie Fromage. That That's I like. Right. I like okay, that. that. Works for me. Yeah. That works for me. The cool thing about using Charlie Fromage, Charlie Fromage, who anybody that doesn't know, is our tube guy. Our, if you've ever seen those uh, people that pop up at um, car dealerships mm-hmm. or car wash places or probably other things car related, uh, he's our official banana boy number one now, I guess. Uh, whenever we turn him on at our live shows, we always blow an insane amount of dirt and debris and dust off the rafters <laughs> of all the theaters. So when we come to clubs, when we, we set up, we asked to like come in like at least like two hours ahead of time. Cause we have to just run Charlie Fromage mm-hmm. and have all of the dust get knocked off and then settle on the ground so that it's not yes. like happening on top of people. And often it happens to the point where it'll cover dirt and dust and dust bunnies all over the tables that a lot of you find animals are seated at. And the servers are always so confused how it happened. Like they set everything up, <laughs> then we come set up, and I've never told them. I'm too ashamed to be like, we did that. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I usually try and like kind of sweep it off onto the floor very quickly. Uh, but I, we tip well. We do tip well. And I, I think you and I have both been obsessed with those uh, fan guys for a long time. Yes. And I remember years ago, before I had recorded any stand-up special, mm-hmm. I wanted either like uh, fan guys in the background so that when I would yes. like hit a joke, I would hit a button, <laughs> and on the punchline, yeah. they would all like come up like they really liked yeah. the joke. Like a rim shot. That's cool. But then I had the idea to do it with... Um, do you remember... And I think maybe I've talked about this. I only have a set amount of things that have happened in my life, guys. That's fine. Uh, it's like a it's it's a little tiny sculpture, a hand sculpture that has all these different pieces, but they're all held together with a string. And it's usually like a giraffe or something. And then mm-hmm. when you press the bottom, the string loosens and it falls to the ground like crumples, like its bones are all been broken. Do you know what I'm yes, talking about? Absolutely, I know. They're the best little handheld toy. Yeah, I wish they made full size ones. They're so so funny. Oh my god! I w- and I've always wanted to have one of those too, where it's like I tell the joke and then hit the hit the button and it <laughs> it just collapses like it just heard the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I remember. Yeah, you would try to do those really slow and they would yes, sort of like yes. atrophy a little bit in front of you and then also. <laughs> And it's just like a deer on its side. Then you let it go, and it stands Pops right, back, right up. back up. Oh man, I think that was like the last time I enjoyed smoking weed was 
I got just lost, like doing a little like routine with that guy. Like, oh, hey, yeah. what's up, guy? Oh, I'm getting tired. Oh, mm. God, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> what, what'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> Tired's better. Tired is, is a better way to look at that thing. It's funny you said that because when I was just speeding back to my house, I... I realize I never see teenagers in cars ever, where yeah. when I was a teenager, see them all the time. Yeah, that's all you're seeing. Do you ever see teenagers in cars? Like, not that you can really recall. Like, No. I All my friends were, you know, drove like lunatics, like teenagers do. Everybody was driving like there was Formula One to get to, uh, you know, a snowball stand. <laughs> but the only time I do see teenagers is at the top of my street. There's a really beautiful view. And they sit there and smoke weed. And I want to, and I never will, when I'm either walking by or driving by, I always want to, like, tap on the window and be like, this is it, guys. This is, it's so good right now. Just remember this. (laughs) Savor this. You're young. This is dangerous. You're friends. You love each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know how good they have it in that innocent moment. (laughs) I love that idea. It's like the cooler version of like, high school's the best time in your life, bud. You know, it's like the cooler version of that. Which we don't subscribe to. I don't subscribe to. That's true. I do not. I think it. I think no. High school is not the best time of my life. Not at all. I would say my thirties. We're the best time of my right. life. We're working on your 40s. We're working on it. <laughs> I, um, oh, but my neighborhood has a ton of student drivers. So I do see uh, teenagers, but they I are see. in a car that says student driver on it. I remember, mm. so I, because I, I lived in New York for so long, I, I lost my driver's license because I just yeah, never, sure. you know, you don't drive, so you don't need I it. And then one. I didn't yeah. have it. And it had been long enough that, when I wanted to get it back, I had to do the whole fucking thing over yeah, again. Yeah, sure. So take the test, then I had to take a driving test. And I'm like, I think I was 31 or something mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Again, starting the best decade of my life. <laughs> yeah, you were <laughs> racing into the best decade of your life. And, uh, oh, it was I could, I, you know, I, it's like the guy who is, who's judging you is still in control of your life. Nothing changes. Even though I had been driving since I was 16 or 17, mm-hmm. it's still like I came around a turn at like 20 miles an hour or something. Yes. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hey, buddy, you trying to kill me? And I was just like, all right, <laughs> pal. I'm like, what are we doing here? He's like, yeah. did you not do you? Why did you slow down? And I was like, oh, I thought I like handled it pretty OK. And he's like, don't you tell me how to do. And I was like, oh, no. Now we're in a position where he th- thinks I'm questioning his authority yeah. in the car. Yes, I think it's a racket. At least in Maryland, it was driver's ed was such a racket because it was mandatory. Yeah. And then they could there was really low competition. I've talked about my guy a couple times in the past, but uh, there were two options in town. Uh, elite or a1 i went to a1 which both names complete misnomers yeah. neither one was elite and neither one was a1 the only smart thing about a1 is it's the first in the phone book which was very <laughs> wise but i what maybe one of our live shows maybe if we don't record one or maybe bananas after dark i'll tell some stories about my drivers that that are insane oh, like great. that are are rated maybe not r but i had a crazy person teach me i love anyways. that anyways um, here we go. Here's one for you, Curdy B. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to listen. This was sent in by Caitlin D. Sasso. Caitlin 
is sending uh, a lot of good stories. K Sasso. K Sasso, yeah. thank you. Caitlin Rules, thank you. This is written by Scott Best in the Business Gleason for US Best in the Business Today, the most <laughs> colorful newspaper in North America. I do remember when when USA Today first started doing their factoids, you know, in the bottom right hand corner of the factoid. front page. And it was just like mm-hmm. a graph with some information. Uh, people were furious. They're like, this is the dumbing down of America. I remember when it started. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, people huh. were so mad. Like, look at how stupid America is. We need little graphs and shit. And now USA Today is like, it's, it's nowhere near the bottom of the barrel for news no. outlets. No, <laughs> I <know>? trust it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they figured it out. They, it was like, I just remember the fury. Like, just our standards in America is just continually just going down. We yes. do, it doesn't matter. There's no bottom for us. And that's I what makes had, us great, really. We yeah, can go as far yes. low as we possibly can. Exactly. I When I found out that Snapple cap facts or Snapple facts yeah. are not true what or not always true what yeah uh, yeah somebody told me i don't know if that's uh, well see now i'm double confused because i used to just tell people snapple facts and somebody's like you know that those aren't those are like funny facts like they're not real and so well yeah now we're going to google and find out are snapple facts real uh oh my god they're not right half of all snapple quote real facts are actually fake there you go. It's, so I was out there just preaching to everybody, be like, hey, guys, did you know that butterflies are actually just small birds? And they're like, no, you're wrong. Oh, it's actually just an image. Oh, God, it's the Atlantic. And sorry, the Atlantic needs me to log in. I don't have an Atlantic. I need an Atlantic. Of course. The Atlantic's like, show your your master's degree before you <laughs> enter our site. This Snapple article is 5,000 pages long. <laughs> That's about right. All right. Alrighty. USA Today, Scott Gleason, sent in by the one and only Bananal Caitlin Sasso. Balancing on one leg for 10 seconds may predict likelihood of living or dying, a study says. So it's a little bit of clickbait, but I get what they're yeah. going mm-hmm. for. You're twice as likely to die in the next decade if you are unable to bounce on one foot for 10 seconds, according to a new study. Jesus I did Christ. it, by the way. As soon I as I read it. this, I got up, I did both. You Did you do it too? Yeah. yeah, I did both legs, and I was good to go. Yeah. I was good to go. Conversely, this study suggests that your ability to bounce on one foot points to longer life expectancy. The peer-reviewed study conducted by Brazilian researchers published Tuesday in the British Journal of Sports Medicine determined that a person's bounce ability can be preserved into the sixth decade of one's life, meaning it's more uh, of a broad indicator of life expectancy across age ranges than aerobic fitness, flexibility, or muscle strength. What? So balance is more important than aerobic fitness, or a more important indicator of life expectancy than aerobic fitness, flexibility, which is very funny. Like, I don't know one old person that's flexible. That one just toss out the window. <laughs> and muscle strength. Um, Dr. Claudio Gil uh, Soares, the lead author in the study and a sports and exercise physician, exercise medicine clinic, Clinimex in Rio de Janeiro. I've never been. Have you been to, you've been to Brazil? No, I have not. I would love to. Yeah, Rio, Rio's on my, my top 10. Mm-hmm. I, I hear that. 
Uh, Dr. Soares says that poor balance is linked to frailty in older adults, and one's musculoskeletal fitness is a prime indicator of declining health. If you are younger than 70 years old, you are expected, as of uh, the majority of those that age, to successfully complete standing on one foot for 10 seconds, he told USA Today in an emailed statement. For those older than 70 years of age, if you can it, you are in a better statistic balance than your aged peers. So basically, if you can do it over 70, you're kicking some serious ass. Right. Which seems cool. Uh, researchers in the study zeroed in on 1,702 participants, ages 51 to 75 for the study, with the average age set at 61. Their first checkup study was um, started in 2008. They collected data on their weight, waist size, and uh, measures of body fat. Okay. Well, you know, who doesn't love to have their body fat measured? <laughs> I know I do. And no matter who remember, you are, no matter what, you, yeah. I remember, I don't even know where I was or what I I think I was joining a gym in like the early 2000s and they did this like thing where they like took like these Pinch, like yes. calipers and were yes. like, here's some calipers, your body mass index. I was like, so just that little, you just did that and that little measurement tells you all you need to know about me. Like, I know. what? It seemed so crazy that these I like little bullshit it. calipers, I don't buy it. It just seems like, no, that doesn't, that's not how it works. How do you know? I don't buy it. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah. did do that for a while. That was like a weird thing where they would weird. be like, we're using math to shame you. Uh, yeah, for real. It's like, well, this is blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, pal. Also, I don't even know what's normal. Like, uh, yeah. Just let me if into Jack like, LaLanne's. You're t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good old Jack LaLanne. Keep juicing, everybody. Uh, only individuals who could walk steady or steadily were included with this analysis. Then the participants were asked to stand on one leg for 10 seconds without holding on to anything for support. One in five failed the test. This is over per- 70. Yes. Okay. This was uh, average age 61. So 51 to 75, oh. 1,700 participants. One out of five failed at, uh, starting at 51. Now I need. Yes. I feel like I need to do it again while you're reading. You keep going. Uh, each participant got three tries to put on uh, their back foot or their weight-bearing leg, which could be barefoot or could be wearing a proper tennis shoe. The inability... You're doing it. A Kurt just proper, crushed it, by the a way. A proper tennis shoe. None yes. of these improper tennis <laughs> shoes flippity-flapping all over the place. Well, I mean, it would be hard to do it with a sketch or shape up. That was the greatest scam of all time. Like, you can lose weight while wearing these stupidest looking shoes. <laughs> and we would see people walking around Manhattan wearing sketch or shape ups. And then they were like, oh, it didn't work. Here's your class act. Kurt just nailed it, by the way. Those were the ones that had, like, <laughs> they were, like, essentially heels for men, but with no backs, right? It was like a, like a thing where it was like, you would, it, the, the under the toe was like an extra three inches or something. I think it was in the middle. I think it was more like you stood on a gravy boat. I think it was more like a round. I think like the. I think it dipped down in a semicircle under your foot, like a half moon under your shoe. It was a half moon under your shoe. Okay. It was total bullshit. It didn't work at all, and they got sued. And anybody who had proved they bought it, I think, got their money back. Oh which is wow! So funny. That is really that, funny. Um, bah, 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 bah. Each participant got three tries to, sp- to bounce on the strong foot. The inability of participants to pass the bounce test increased with age, while those with weight problems, diabetes, were more likely to fail. 
the study finally researched uh, that, oh, they factored in age, sex, BMI, history of heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, and high cholesterol. And the final results determined that the risk of death within a 10-year span was 1.84-fold higher in participants who failed the balance test versus those who had passed it. But the test has its limits. Uh, this was... I know. This was an observation study. It will study not predict if you get hit by a car. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> if you fall over and you can't swim and you tip into the bay... If you're doing you're this tested do. next to the bay... <laughs> Do not do this next to your active wood chipper following getting rid of your Christmas tree. We might have a problem. Um, as participants were all white Brazilians. Okay. I don't know if that's okay to say, but we're going to go with it. Who knows? Uh, the f- it was in USA Today, and they are, like I said, the most colorful newspaper in North America. The findings might not be more widely applicable to other ethnicities and nations, cautioned the researchers. So there you have it. Taller than animals listening at home, not driving. Give it a whirl. See if you can stand on one leg for ten seconds. You get three tries. I bet you, you can. Get three Kurt tries. crushed it with both legs. Yeah, I crushed it with both legs. I crushed it. I'm not dying anytime soon, unless it's a surprise to everyone involved. Mm, yes, I, I the do only remember. Way to go. So I think I'm thinking of something different with these shoes because they were from. I think they were in the '90s. St- st- like the st- the shape ups were later, right? They were yes. in like the 2000s. Yeah, these were in yes. the '90s, and it was like a giant. Imagine three extra inches yep. on the shoe, but underneath your your toes. Yep. Absolutely so you ha- remember you ha- that. You do remember those. There was for like basketball, like get your It calves. was for dunking. Yes. yes, it was for dunking. And I remember yes. being in high school just being like, if I could just get those shoes. I think it was even <laughs> before high school. I think I was in like middle school when I still yes. like thought basketball was important. I was like, if I could just get those shoes, that's it. Then I would be good at basketball. It had nothing yeah. to do with like how much I disliked playing the game. And I didn't yeah. want to practice and I didn't want to do it. It was just like, I just need those shoes. That idea of like purchases that will somehow change your life that like you get stuck it's in the, the loops. Ultimate. It's crazy, it's right? Ultimate. Yes. I was oddly enough sitting at the Tam O'Shanter at the mm-hmm. bar once and the person sitting next to me, I think worked for Nordic Track. It, yeah, I think it was Nordic Track. And I was like, how do you do it? And she's like, we just have to create a new need every year. It's like anything else in sales. And so they'll change it and they'll change it and they'll change it. Because I was talking to her about how every Nordic track, for anybody who doesn't know what the Nordic track was, it was born before probably 19... Or anybody born after 2000 probably has no idea. Yeah. But the Nordic track was an indoor cross-country ski machine where you held these two little foam handles with your hands (laughs) that you rocked forward and backwards. And then you stood on these two wooden skis that were on a flywheel and you you skied in place. It was a total body workout. Malls had them. It like, was there was so be a weird store at the mall that just had like and three of those strangely in there. dangerous, like strangely difficult to do. Like you yes. had because you could just easily just flip out of one really quickly. Yes, yes. I could. Yeah. I've only tried them when I was a kid. Belly. Yeah, it had a pad on the belly. So you're supposed to lean forward. It's just this very, mm-hmm. very weird movement. And every single one of them, after you know three 
months to a year of actual use just slowly became something where people hung their uh, <laughs> wet clothes on that couldn't put it in the dryer. It just became it was, an indoor clothes. It line. was such a big thing. It's like what all the Pelotons are. Did you find yes. you said you found a Peloton for like 250 bucks? Yeah, I've been on Craigslist because I was like, you know what? I just kept reading about Peloton stock yeah. crashing and how, you know, you buy it once and it was over overvalued and all these things and and i was like well i wonder what the people are just blowing these things out for and i found a bunch for 400 350 <laughs> i think there was one that was like you have to come pick it up and it was 250 <laughs> but i might grab one you know I, i'm patient i'll just sit oh, yeah. back and that thing will be a hundred they'll be at a yard sale on the free box in five years <laughs> uh do you want a story scotty Hit me with a story. All right, here we go. We love the news. Are you kidding me? Here it is. Woman wins almost every category at county fair, and no one can find her. <laughs> this, I also saw this, and I also screenshotted this, because this is the greatest. It's we might amazing. do half an hour on this story. This is so good. It is so good. So this was sent in, what I saw, from Abigail Zostack or Zostack, maybe it's S Z O Stack. Thank you, Abigail. She sent it to our uh, DM'd us on Instagram at the Bananas Podcast. Go send us your news there. This is on rocks ninety nine point nine KTDY. Which and you know what? Okay, what kind of what kind of station is ninety nine point nine KTDY? K T. It's daytime news. I'm guessing. K Day? Oh, rap, hip hop. Nope, it is not. It is the best variety of 80s, 90s, and today. That format. Oh, Good Times, Great Oldies. That's it's a Good Times, Brown Great Oldies. oldies. <laughs> it's a Good Times, Great Oldies. <laughs> when I was growing up, it was it was always uh, the, the best variety of the 60s, 70s, and today. And then the Eagles would come on. Yeah. Always the Eagles. Always the fucking Eagles. Here it is. This was written by, uh, oh, I think. It's very confusing the way they've labeled. This is from June 27th, 2022. I believe Tasha N. Patterson is the best in the biz when it comes to this article. TNP. The Virginia, Kentucky, the Virginia, Kentucky District Fair. Okay, so it's Virginia, Kentucky. Uh, mm -hmm. District Fair is trying to find a woman who dominated almost every category. Her name <laughs> is Linda Skeens. Great name. Skeens. Linda entered many dishes in the county fair earlier this month, and no one can find her. The mm -hmm. annual Virginia Kentucky District Fair has been around for over a century and never has anyone won so many categories. Skeens won first, second, or third place in almost every cooking and baking, ca baking category at the fair. She is trending on the internet, and yet no one knows how she looks, nor has she come forth to claim her many, right. many ribbons. People are amazed at how she had time to prepare so many items to enter. These That's are it. just a few of the categories. Linda Skeens took the top spot. I love this. Here it comes. Best cake, best pie, best jelly, best mm. applesauce, mm -hmm. best brownies, best mm. apple butter, best Ow. pumpkin butter, Best Wham. spaghetti sauce. Bang. What? Best sauerkraut. And mm. best overall baked goods for her strawberry fudge. I didn't know strawberry fudge was even a thing. I didn't know you could fudge a strawberry. No. Linda Skeens also placed in best cookies, best bread, and best candy. 
Linda is not just a bionic superwoman in the kitchen. She also placed in all three embroidery categories as well. Yes. It's okay. So now this is the photo. So this is Tasha N. Patterson posting all these photos, I guess, on her Instagram. It's every ribbon that she's been awarded. And it's just hundreds of Instagram photos. And it's so badass that Skeens shows up. She just goes in there, drops all the stuff and enters it, and then just pieces out. Yeah. Just dips out of there and lets the lets the cards fall as they may. I just don't know if 99.9 KTDY is doing an accurate follow-up, you know? So I'm going right to right now know. look up Linda Skeens and see if there has been, if she's been found. They found her. They did? Oh, they found her. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's a real person. She's a grandmother that is off social media. They they checked in with the wrong Linda Skeens a couple times, and they were like, no, sir, it wasn't me. And they found this woman who who the family knows. The family knows she absolutely kicks ass at all oh, things. Oh, she actually did. Yeah, she exists. It's not. I thought it was like, I had hopes that it was going to be like a Billy Elliot story or something. I, I was hoping that it was like a 12-year-old boy who loved baking, and his dad was like, you won't bake in this house, boy. <laughs> so he chose the name Linda Skeens, and he perfected everything and entered it. But no, even better, she's a real oh, lady. So, they, so people have named it a Skeens sweep. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god there's one virginia based linda skeens and this is from the today article on this one yeah. virginia based linda skeens but not that linda skeens i talked to said she's got messages from baking queen admirers from as far away as norway and indonesia this is crazy that there's another linda skeens who had nothing to do with this and she's because this other linda skeens is not Yes, but oh, there's a real amazing. one, and she Linda Skeens is easily banana of the week. She'll never oh know she God. won this either, but <laughs> Linda, good for you. She's I mean, living we, a life of quiet excellence. And if she's married to someone, whoever her husband or wife is, is the luckiest SOB <laughs> on planet Earth. <laughs> I bet that person probably can't stand on one foot for 10 seconds at this point in life. But exactly. good for you, Linda. That's amazing. It's so beautiful. I remember I, as a, and this, this, is pro- this probably explains a lot about my life, is that okay. I, as a child, I yeah. had an enormous amount of trophies like when you would walk into my little kid room yeah there was just like dozens and dozens of trophies well that's nice and and i always thought i was like very good and and all of them all of them across the board Mm -hmm. were for Mm irish step dancing (laughs) i see there we go and i thought i was just so good at irish step dancing (laughs) and then like later as an adult i realized that i I, I never, because I, I was a, whatever, I, 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 I step dance from like first, second, third, and fourth grade. So for four years, I step dance. I hated it, never liked it, wasn't good at it. I mm-hmm. was not just not good at it. I was actively bad at it to the point where the judge would, judges would laugh at like start cry laughing while I was performing. That means you're great at it, by the way. <laughs> but no other there were no little boys in my categories ever so every time i performed i won first place for my category yes so i had all these i was just like i'm amazing every time i go i do my thing i get first fucking place 
That's right. There's some. There's a lesson in there. Just know your role in this world. Look, le- it's self awareness. <laughs> it's self awareness. There was that fun thing when commercials still existed before everybody streamed everything. Where, again, it must have been in the '90s, where like every third commercial break would be for Riverdance, and yes. then yeah. and you would be like, "What is this?" And it would just be eighty Irish people just <laughs> step dancing as hard and as fast as they could, while Michael Flatley, who was like a pan in the middle of it was just like goading around like with a headband on and then they came back again like upgrading the nordic track every year michael flatley came back with i think it was lord of the dance or whatever and it was like we have to go again we have to go again and it was shirtless it was shirtless irish step the male shirtless irish step dancing yes of course the women were in full irish (laughs) dresses and skirts and tights and but boy could they kick their feet around but it, it did but, seem very, um, for the men, it did feel very centaurish, right? Because it, it was like shirtless. <laughs> and then they like, looked like the front. Of a <laughs> they looked like the front of a centaur. Just really going for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. They look like the front of a dancing centaur shot from dead on. And then that guy just must have gotten so rich. He was like, I'm good. I'll just hang out in Ireland for the rest of my life. Yeah, I would Google him, but I prefer to not know what Michael Fox is. I don't want to know. It could go tragic. Well, when we were in college, Stomp was was really big, too. Oh, I remember seeing Stomp. UMass, to its credit, has this huge fine arts center. It's a really cool place. Uh, They had all the best touring acts because in Western Mass, it probably was that and the Mullen Center were probably the biggest places to see Mm -hmm. shows. So a lot of comics would come, and almost all the shows were five dollars. That's and amazing. Stomp, I think, was always five dollars, and you know, I'd heard that. I was trying to get some sort of culture, and when you're a young person, Stomp feels like culture. It does. And uh, we went freshman year and sophomore year because freshman year you mandatory had to live on campus. And I remember I was falling asleep, and I was In with Stomp? a new group of friends. Yes, <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed because I'm like, you know, I was sort of like the leader of the pack in some ways, and I'm like, I'm about to nod off, and I I did, and then I looked left and I looked right when I woke up during Stomp, and all my friends were asleep, and then I kind of looked around, and I would say. 45% of the <laughs> 700 people were fully asleep. While up on stage, it's the most like uh, enthusiastic people ever just <laughs> flicking Zippo lighters at each other, like click, 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 click. And, and the next year, I clocked it, didn't say anything. We all fell asleep again. For some reason, Stomp Wait, and Western Mass put us all to sleep. You went back to Stomp after having fallen asleep the first time. You just couldn't <laughs> stay away from $5 Stomp, could you? Nope. Yeah, I know a bargain when I see one, I and then I sleep right through it. I got my four dollars worth. I think the only—I—I I only have distinct memory of seeing two, two things on campus during college. Um, one was Janine Garofalo, mm-hmm. probably my first stand-up comedian ever. Yeah, and she came on stage with her like big, uh, like notebook of jokes. Yes, she was great. Um, wearing shorts, I remember as well, just being like, "This is—I've never seen a." a comedian like this mm-hmm. and because I'd never seen a comedian and then the other one was I saw uh, Lost Highway at like midnight on That's a big cool. screen and then I had to walk home my my apartment my apartment was off campus and it was like eh, you know a 10 minute walk at like right. 2 in the morning and I was so scared. Like, I'd never been, I was like a 21 year old and not used to being scared of the dark. I was terrified on that walk home. That's such uh, a creepy movie. It haunted movie. you? Yes. Yeah, it, it did. That's right. That is exactly it. I mean, I, uh, 
Those shows are the best. I, I highly recommend anybody going into college, go do every single thing you could do. Sign up for clubs you have no interest in because you can always quit. You can always... Yeah. Uh, you can always leave. You can always do anything. Like, just go to the party and then leave the party when you want. Did I ever tell you when I went to? Uh, I don't think I've ever talked about this. When I went to uh, tour my the college campus, uh, like uh-huh. you know, you, you, or not a tour, but you could stay overnight with someone. Okay. Um, to like, but after you had been accepted, you could go stay overnight and see how it is to like get mm-hmm. you like ready. So and like people who were like you know essentially overachievers were the ones signing up for this of course of course and uh and so this guy his name was quincy jones uh amazing he uh (laughs) he was like he's like yeah you can stay with me come here and uh and he was running a he like ran the he was from a specific caribbean island i don't remember because i was 18 years old and he ran like that appreciation uh, organization on campus and okay. it was spring fair and so they had like a table set up and then it was his job to sit and stand at the table while people would like come by and he would give them sure. information on the club but Sounds then fun. he like brought me like he was I, he, I, I didn't know where to go or what to do so I was just at that table with him and then at a certain <laughs> point he like just he had to go somewhere so he left me for like an hour at like the let's say it was like the Trinidadian Appreciation Society and it's yes. just me this 18 year old from Neptune <laughs> New Jersey people coming over asking questions about like the, tri- the, the club and I'm like I, what am I doing? Like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like, I just sat there, like, stared at people. I had no idea what to do. And then I just left. I was just like, this is terrible. Oh, and I just told him so that my funny. my uncle had a heart attack, and I left. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good lie. Good thing about heart attack, you can, you know, you could survive it. You could use that more than once. Also, Quincy Jones didn't want me to stay with him. If I just no. been like, hey, man, I'm just going to leave. And I just went and hung out with my friend in uh, D.C. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had a great night, uh, but yeah, Quincy Jones doesn't care. I didn't have to say my uncle Quincy had a Jones heart attack. Doesn't care if you fake being uh, knowing anything about Trinidad. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, let us tease us into a little break here. <clears throat> also, I think I'm going to be able to upgrade the Zoom on the fly, Curdy B. Oh, uh, we're finally doing it. We're finally doing it. Only took two and a half years, and now we're Zoom pros. Oh, nope. Didn't work. Okay, great. Um, I mean, that's so funny. <laughs> K. Marie 3 sent this in a long, long time ago, but, uh, you know, it was in USA Today, so I'm going for it. German police pull Python out of man's pants after noticing considerable bulge. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. We're going to learn if this show is a shower or a grower. I can't even do that joke. I That's liked <laughs> it. <laughs> well, on, uh, on when we come back with more bananas. Welcome back to Banana Scotty. Uh, it's mail. It's the mail center. It's the mail corner. The yeah, mail corner time. What I do just, you got? I, 
I just wanted to shout out my friends Pizza Zach and Chelsea. There was they. I went to their wedding. It was their first wedding. Uh, my first wedding. Going to post the Great Quar, where it's indoor and all that. It was a fantastic wedding. But the best part. Did you say it was sorry, is Pizza Jack and P- Pizza Shelby? Zach and Chelsea? Yeah, Pizza, Pizza Zach. Zach and, yes. All right, great. Um, yeah, and it was a beautiful wedding. I had a great time. It was fun dancing. And then in the middle of the dance, uh, uh, it's a tradition, I think, down there amongst a certain group of friends. Uh, t- something like 10 to 12 people stripped fully nude and ran through the wedding and streaked the entire wedding dance floor. It was very fit men, small butts, lots of tattoos. Fantastic. <laughs> it added something. You know, everybody always tries to have these fun, interesting influencer instagrammable moments at their wedding and i've never seen 10 to 12 penises flapping across a dance floor before and i gotta say it really added something to the weddings you know what congrats to pizza zach and chelsea you should be able to rent something like that called like the dinglin jigglers or something you know and dinglin jinglins yeah you can then come to your to your party run through that's right and other than that i just want to shout out all of our international bananimals who dm us on the bananas podcast on instagram we have so many in sweden Australia, New Zealand, Can- Canada, forget it. We're overflowing with Canadians. <laughs> but anyways, thanks to our international bananimals. We-, we love you, and thanks for messaging us and sending us international news. We really like to cover the whole damn planet. And I'm going to be in uh, Toronto in September for Just for Laughs, and September like 23rd, 24th, 25th. Oh, that's fun. And then I'll be uh, in Raleigh on August 26th and 27th, guys, at Charlie Goodnight. That is so fun. All right. Um, what, here we go. Give me it. I give got me one. It, give me it. German police pull Python out of man's pants after noticing a considerable bulge. Hello. Uh, again, K. Marie 3 sent this in probably, I don't know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. I, I was digging through some old stuff. I, I was bringing it to out into the light. I wanted to present some old bananas. Um, speaking of, uh, this was written by, this can't be their name, Deutschwelle. I mean, it's German, German Willy. <laughs> German Willy, Deutsch Willy for USA Today. Uh, Deutsch Vale. Um, you know, my friend, before I ever get into this, my, my buddy went to Berlin recently. I won't name names, but he went to one of those parties in Berlin. You probably went to one. That is just nonstop, 24 hours. Yeah. Like, you, you, not everybody gets in. And then when you get in, it's pretty much like a free for all. Like, there are rooms where tons of people are having sex. There are rooms where you're just drinking in the corner. Drugs are readily available. It's kind of like a rave meets orgy meets. Uh-huh. Like time doesn't exist when you're in there type of right. place. And he said like uh, he was having a great time and it was like even more than he expected. And he, he whatever drugs he had done, I don't know, or drinking it. But he went outside to like this outdoor area where you can get fresh air. And he, it was daylight. He realized, oh, my God, like I've been there all <laughs> all night long and he was feeling really sick like it was just the combination of things and he's like looking around and he said he like looked to his left and just saw like one man going down on another man and then he was like oh i should move away from everybody i'm feeling kind of weird and then just started vomiting my friend and then he was like (laughs) he wanted to explain to people that it wasn't like there's no judgment and then he thought it was all beautiful but he was just so sick from (laughs) drugs and booze and he was like oh god no And you know what? Nobody judged him. I have a feeling that's probably pretty welcome there. If not, some people pay more. That's so funny. Police in Darmstadt, in the western German state of Hesse, or Hesse, or Hesse, 
made an unusual discovery before taking a 19-year-old man into custody on Tuesday evening. A baby king python had been hiding in the man's trousers. <laughs> a baby cool. king python. Good for him. Some people call it a prince python, but they call it a baby king python. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, he's a little baby king. <laughs> In a statement, cops were called to the scene of an altercation between two men, which is even funnier. He was fighting someone with a python in his pants. That is. Paints a pretty picture. That is hubris. That is hubris right there. Uh, Two men were fighting before 11 p.m. local time. uh, Early, (laughs) early in the Friday night or whatever. They got started early there. (laughs) After detaining one of the men for drunken and aggressive behavior, officers say they noticed a, quote, considerable bulge in his trousers, so he was fighting with a snake in his pants. Well, I mean, maybe that's why he was, you know, he knew he had a secret weapon, so he could go pick a fight, you know? If things got bad, he's going to pull a snake out, throw it at them. That's right. Always know something they don't. That's exactly right. Uh, the man was then shocked. Those present. Oh, the man then shocked. He wasn't shocked. He then shocked those present by pulling out a 35 centimeter king python, which I think is about 17 inches or so. Okay. Maybe, well, we'll say 20 inches. 17 inches. Okay. The snake was promptly removed from the scene, and the man was brought uh, to a police cell to sober up. Very nice thing to do. It's unclear why the young man was transporting a reptile in such a sensitive area or whom the snake belonged to. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, police said the snake may belong to one of the man's relatives. They've been trying to verify whether the man's unique transportation method uh, contravened, uh, that can't be right, but I'm going to say contravened German animal welfare laws. Okay. It happens. It always happens. When when I was a kid, there was a guy in my neighborhood who loved snakes and had tons of pet snakes, and he had a ball python, and ball pythons are beautiful, and as long as you keep them fed and your hands don't smell like mice or rats, they you can handle them. But these, they, they would, like, get so stoned. These guys would get so high, and they would be, like, holding the snake as sort of, like, you know, kind of just having a moment, being at peace and relaxing <laughs> uh-huh. with the different species. Uh-huh. And then they would always forget to put the snake back in. <laughs> I mean, eight times out of ten, they would get distracted by something on TV. And every time I spent the night there, we would have to spend part of the night... <laughs> looking for the snake. Looking for the snake. And it would always end up one of three places. One, on the floor near the radiator. That's kind mm-hmm. of off, it, like where the heat was yep. coming up. But not always, because sometimes air conditioning was coming out of there in the summer. Two... On the back of TVs. They would find the heat on two TVs. And so they would leave a TV on mute all night, which makes it so easy to sleep when there's already a snake on the prowl in the bedroom (laughs) with you. A snake that you won't feel as it chokes you to death. That's right. Yeah, this ball python was pretty big, too. It was definitely, yeah, it was probably, (laughs) it was two feet, I would say. It was a great pet. Was this in Florida? Uh, this was in Maryland. That was in Maryland. This was in Reisterstown. And so on the back of the TV in the morning, you would almost always find it. It would find its way to the back of those old TVs that would heat up. And then the other time, it was, would sometimes end up on my friend's crotch. And it would come up in the sheet. And then in the morning, you'd open it up. And there, balled up on his crotch, was a ball python. Wow. And yeah, it was like... Boy, you, I tucked my jeans into my socks on those nights. I spent the <laughs> night over there. I was like, I don't know. I'm comfortable holding this thing, but I'm not trying to transport it. Yeah. I mean, like that, that maybe it's if it was a cold night in Berlin, that is probably a nice place for the snake Ooh. to be. You know, yeah. it's probably the yes. nicest, warmest place it could be. I believe in them. I uh, love it. I'm going to give you one more to send us home here, pal. 
I think that's great. A nice tight bananas epi. I love tight, a tight solo a app. Tight, tight solo app. It's fun for us. Here it is. This was sent in by Mark Kidsley. Thank you, Mark. This is from Thank Loudwire. Canadian pop station plays Rage Against the Mach- Machine song on repeat. Uh, love that. That's it's not that's not the best title. I should have found a better title, but here's what actually happened. Okay. Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of. Uh wait, this is by Philip Trapp. Thank you, Philip. Uh really good. Rage Against the Machines, good. Killing in the Name has been playing nonstop on the Canadian radio station Kiss FM 104.9 in Vancouver since two of its DJs were laid off Tuesday, June 28th. When Loudwire tuned in early. Thursday, June 30th, the station was still repeating the protest song from the American rap battle man, self-titled 1992 debut, Rage Against the Machine. Kiss Vancouver and its partner stations usually play hot contemporary pop. (laughs) The Rage song reportedly started blasting continuously on Wednesday, June 29th, roughly 24 hours after longtime Kiss morning duo Kevin and Sonia, Kevin Lim and Sonia Sidhu, announced their departure to what they alluded in a statement was a format change. Our five years on KISS Radio has come to an end, the pair said on social media. KISS is changing, and unfortunately, we were were informed that we won't be part of this new chapter. Although this comes with mixed emotions, we want to express one overwhelming feeling. Thank you, and they're very nice about it. Uh, The station's protest in response is now trending on Twitter, where listeners have reported calling in to request other songs only for the current DJ to spin Killing in the Name again. Rage Against <laughs> Tom Morello acknowledged the protest on Twitter this week. Love him. Tom Morello is a cool guy. I've met Tom Morello twice. He's a super nice right? guy. I like that guy. There's other ones where it actually had quotes from the, the DJ, where it was like, uh, all right, you're calling in for party in the USA. Here you go. You got it. And then just hit play on Rage Against the Machine again. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So we salute I, uh, you. We salute you. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Protest in your own way. I I don't think I've told this one on bananas, but years ago, um, like ten years ago, I got invited to Chris Hardwick's birthday party uh-huh. uh, when Nerdist was on. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time called. And she was like, yeah, you should come. It's really fun. I go, okay. So I show up. It's at a bowling alley. It's mm-hmm. at Pins up in, uh, God, I guess Studio City. And I was like, who's there? I was like, are there any interesting people there? She's like, oh, no, it's just kind of like, you know, normal people or whatever. I go in every direction, an interesting person. <laughs> First person I see is Bill Nye, the science guy, wearing what? a bike helmet. He had ridden his bike <laughs> helmet, and he was holding, I think, his bike seat, but he never took his helmet off the entire time he was there. Oh, I love that. Of course, that makes sense. Uh, this one's a little more obscure reference, but Bobcat Goldthwaite was there, and he Bobcat. was cracking jokes, hanging out. Uh, but Tom Morello was there, the guitarist for really? Machine, and yeah, he was super nice. It's one of the first times I ever met him. And when he was, and there was a karaoke, karaoke setup happening, and people were singing karaoke, and it was you know people normally doing the kind of crappy stuff that we all do. And at some point, Tom Morello goes no, over and is looking no. at the book. And I like Rage Against the Machine. I've seen them in concert. I think they're a cool band. Yeah, they're I, very cool. I, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, remember when I posted that video of their first concert at Cal State Northridge? Remember how good they were? It was their yeah. first live show ever. And like 20, you can YouTube it if you're a fan. About 20 minutes in, this guy in a red flannel shirt starts dancing. Everybody else is kind of ignoring the band. Bananimals, be that guy in the red shirt. He knew that they were great before. Yeah. Everybody else is just walking, going to class, ignoring this new band that they'd never heard about. And this one dude in a red flannel just like 
gank dances the whole time or whatever. <laughs> so I'm at Pins and I'm hanging at the bar and I'm meeting all these fun, interesting people. And I'm like, what is he going to sing? And he flips the book and then t- and they're like, can Tom come to the stage or whatever? And he takes the mic and he just starts belting Papa Roach. He's sing- he just goes, cut my life into pieces. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. This song sucks butt. And then he just, I do. I mean, I think he was doing it ironically, but he took the pressure out of like being a rock star yes. and just made it so funny. And then everybody's just headbanging with him to Papa Roach. <laughs> it was in a bowling alley with Bill Nye wearing a bike helmet. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. I I bet you that's like a guilty pleasure of his. A pop, they, sure. Uh, our buddy Andy Wood runs this show called Guilty Treasures. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's a fun show. Like, he has a band on stage, and then comedians come in, and they sing their guilty pleasure song. Uh, and then, like, do I think you do some stand-up about it as well. Um, yeah. And it's so fun. What would yes. be yours? What would be your guilty pleasure song? Oh, God, for... Oh, well, you and I have a couple of the same ones, which is very funny. Well, there's a very crappy song by a band called uh, Finger Eleven Uh that is called... um, Oh, I am blanking on it. But you and I both like Black Parade. Oh, my God. That's such a a funny song. The Black Parade Uh, by... uh, What's their name? My Chemical Romance, right? Yeah, My Chemical Romance (laughs) is Black Parade. Kurt it's and the I cheesiest, <laughs> dumbest song ever written, and I love it. I genuinely love it. Yeah, we we accidentally figured out one night that we both really <laughs> were digging that song when it was a new song. Uh, Paralyzer. That's a Finger Eleven has a song called Paralyzer that I I heard it and I was like, yeah, I like this song. And I would say most people probably say it's kind of a crappy butt rock song. <laughs> All right, I love it. I think mine. I think when I did Guilty Pleasures, I did the show. And I did, um, do you like pina colada? Yeah. <laughs> Getting caught in the That guy is so bitter, by the way. He's it's like, so... I don't like pina coladas. Stop sending them to me. I'd rather have a nice <laughs> glass of red wine. I'm serious. Oh, so really? Kind of really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, please, I don't even enjoy them. Please stop sending to me. Also, that whole song is about cheating on your wife it and is. then putting an ad in a classified, yes. and then your wife shows up, and then they, I guess, and then you're like, ah, I guess, Nicolata's in boink. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh well. Well, then. I guess we should communicate. Couples therapy is a thing. <laughs> I don't even like pina coladas. Please just send me a nice glass of red wine. Oh, that's great. Well, we did it, folks. Another bananas in the book. Thank you so much, Scotty. Thank you to everyone who sent stories in. Keep sending them in. Keep those unexpected bananas coming. You guys send tons, and we love it. We laugh, and we laugh, and we laugh at them every time. And thank you to our producer, Katie Levine, our intern, who is also Phil Human, Lisa Maggot, and, of course, everyone at Exactly Right. Uh, good night. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear... 
feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.